Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome everybody back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside my tag team partner, as always, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. We are here cheers. to talk about... Oh, yes, cheers indeed, because we're here to talk about Money in the Bank, one of the most exciting events of the year. Uh, but before yeah. we get to that... We're going to talk about some other things in the world of wrestling. Uh, like, yeah, what's what's been going on in the world of wrestling? Nothing, right? Like, I mean, not like no... the best of the Super Juniors, which hasn't been fucking blowing my tits off. This shit is so good, dude. It's so good that it gave you tits and then blew them off. I know. It filled them up with milk, and then they blew out. It was I was very impressed. Uh, <laughs> but of all of the impressive load explosions, the height of it has to be, at least so far... The match between show and shingo on night one which yes was... so now out of the two of us you're the ones definitely more into new, new japan oh, yeah. and uh i keep sure. up with it on the periphery but like i have heard nothing but good things about this match it was fucking amazing dude because i mean obviously the build-up was very good um building up the tension between these two guys that have fought uh, up until this point only in tag team matches against each other and so far uh, Shingo has never lost. Like he's, it's always been his tag team partners who get pinned or submitted. Um, so Shingo is the guy to beat in this tournament of the best of Super Juniors. Even though on the other side and the other block, you've got El Fantasmo, who's another big name who's just come in, who's also pretty much another name to beat. But still, like Shingo, I think is really the name to beat, and that was Show's mentality coming into this whole tournament. Was like obviously he wants to win best of Super Juniors, but for him, it was even more important that he beat Shingo. Like, mm-hmm. I think in Show's mind, if he beat Shingo and lost to everybody else, he wouldn't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing that was most important to him. But, of course, in opposite of what his dream scenario would be, and instead of fighting Shingo at the end, he fights Shingo at the beginning. And man, he brought it. Like, And not only did he just bring it in this match, but you can clearly tell he's been like, bringing it in general because like he dyed his hair he got new music and the way that he's just like acting and coming to the ring like it's it's just totally different it's way more focused it's like he is so determined right now to show that he is a guy that is not just going to be a tag team guy and not that i think that's a huge worry like i think a lot of people saw some potential in him but it seems like he's just like taking it completely into his own hands and he's like I'm not waiting for them to notice me. I'm going to make them notice me. Yeah, which is what these guys should be doing in a tournament like this. That's that's why mm-hmm. New Japan is so good is they give these guys opportunities to show off. Yeah, and and have these guys be the main focus. Cuz right now for yeah. this entire tournament, it's all about the Super Juniors. 
Yeah. Like, they are main eventing every night. Like, even when you've got the guys on, like, Naito on the same card. The guys who are main eventing. Like, you had Yo and Taguchi main event one of the nights. And that was awesome. Because they're also same from the same province, apparently. I did not know that. Oh, wow. So it was really cool. It was like two home two hometown boys in the same... Oh, and they were, they were in their home province yep. as well. Yep, yep. They got to main event in their home province against each other. It was really cool. So it's like all these little details. It's just it's very cool that they add on and they, they care about. And it, it's playing out this tournament so far. And it's only been uh, two two uh, rounds out of like nine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking awesome already. I think, I do think that Shingo is probably going to win this thing overall though. Because um, he beat Sho. And that was definitely one of the biggest obstacles for him. But past that, I really it's like the only other guys that really could maybe get a win on him in his block is like uh maybe Ishimori. Maybe counts him out, I'm guessing. Cause the the thing that they're playing into this is like Shingo is definitely hurt after his match with show, even though he beat him. So Yeah, he went so hard on it that Right. So somebody could take advantage of that injury and maybe steal a win. Maybe Barty Skrull does something to him i could see that but yeah i think shingo's the guy and then you think he wins the whole thing i think he does and then i think he'll go up against dragon lee and i think somehow he won't quite win the juniors title i don't know it's hard because it's like i think they don't want to give him the junior heavyweight title but then again maybe they could give it to him he could just hold it for a while and just be this unstoppable brute force but, like, they always keep talking about him being, like, they always joke about him be almost being, like, too heavy to be a junior. So mm-hmm. I want him to kind of, like, either go into, like, either the open weight title or maybe something else. I don't know. I feel like he would, unfortunately, hold back the juniors too much if he was just sitting on top of that division for too long. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't know. It's like, that's the, thing, that's the beauty about New Japan. They could go so many different directions, and it could be built well. At least in my opinion. But, uh, yeah. Over in the land of WWE, they get so caught up in, like, trying to tell a specific storyline that when that doesn't, like, culminate quite right, I feel like it it sours way worse. Kind of like Game of Thrones. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can we deviate and talk about Game of Thrones for a minute or two? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's like vince mcmahon took over creative for vince like for game of thrones this year you think it's that bad this last episode yes like holy shit like all right have you seen the meme of like the horse drawing for game of thrones no it's like okay so the idea of it is like the first four seasons it's like and that's the first half of the horse is like really well drawn very well detailed and then after that, it starts to, like, slip up a little bit into season five and six. And then, like, by seven and eight, it's just, like, a first grader drawing, if that, <laughs> <laughs> of a horse. And it's, it's, like, that's what it is, man. Especially, and then, it's been getting bad for a while. But, and spoilers for you motherfuckers who don't keep up with Game of Thrones, but deal with it. Because uh, you're all the way caught up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, season eight, episode five. The Bells. Daenerys' goal is to win the Iron Throne 
and rule Westeros. She attacks King's Landing because, you know, there's an evil queen in charge of it right now. Cersei, okay. And and an army in and, the way. Yeah, and an army in the way, okay. So her army's fighting the army, okay. They've gone over it multiple times saying that if the bells ring, that means you've won. She understood and agreed. And then she fucking wins the battle. They ring the bells. And then she's just like, nah, fuck it kill everybody like what uh but do you remember what the fuck is this do you remember all those seasons ago when she said when i get to westeros i'm gonna burn (laughs) king's landing to the ground i think she was talking about like the bad guys in king's landing like i'm gonna kill like at the time she was probably imagining robert baratheon or like Mm. i'm just gonna burn cersei i'm gonna burn the nobles who are getting in my way not i'm going to fucking murder everybody like oh my god it's like she's they hurt oh like i just can't even because it's like her entire character has been completely counter that all the way up until now she's been constantly about saving the people and all that sort of shit like and only fucking like ruthlessly killing the people who fucked her over like this just makes no sense uh this is this is this like classic like WWE, like all of a sudden they just like completely drop the ball. Heel turn, like, like heel turn for no fucking reason. Like, like I would have been okay with the heel it, turn. It, yep. My problem is it, that the heel turn just came out of nowhere. It's like it's not nearly as egregious, but it's kind of similar to like right now, like all of a sudden Kevin Owens just like turned heel for no reason, just because they needed a heel to go against yeah. Kofi, and they're like, you know what? We just killed off our last heel, Cersei. We need someone else to turn heel at the last episode to fight against John and Arya or whoever the fuck's left. Like, I guess we're gonna turn Danny heel. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Why can't you just have one episode of Game of Thrones without a random like? Ugh. I can't believe it. Like, you know what? I almost I could have believed if I hadn't called this before, and I remember telling some people i was talking to about game of thrones like i think it was last year that i was even starting to feel it a little bit in season seven it was like you know what the writing for this show feels like a senior on their last semester in high school (laughs) they just don't give a shit anymore because they know the end is near and they're like you know because it's like realistically the last season of this tv show if anybody fucking likes it or hates it what the fuck does it matter they don't need anybody mm-hmm. to come back for the next season. And and also, like, HBO doesn't rely on ratings. Right. So. So they're just why? like, hey, you, you've gotten all, all these subscribers so far. Right. It's like, we got you, fuckers. So we don't even need to bother trying to work for you anymore. Like, we got, <laughs> we your, got money. your money now. <laughs> we got your money now, bitches. Maybe, maybe that's, like, the one thing that's preventing Vince McMahon from going all the way. is like, because wrestling always keeps going, he can never, like finally fuck us because he still needs to make another product the next week so he can just never fully fuck us even though he wants to uh my friend came up with a really good uh he was like this is all they needed to explain what danny did which was just like uh they had that one scene where her and gray worm are sitting there together right mm-hmm. and they're talking about uh um Sandre's death and 
he was like, all they need to do is have John walk in and like have her and Grey Worm like abruptly end some kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. And then during the battle, have her like land the dragon near Grey Worm and stuff like that. They look at each other and give some type of nod and then just start fucking people up and have it be like the whole time they were planning this to like to uh, avenge Masandre's death. Or, I mean, they granted they could have done that. That would have worked. Or he you know, he was he was saying just small changes basically to what was already there. So instead of like adding some extra scene or like that's all they would have needed to like appease him. So and I was like, yeah. Here's here's my small change of what they should have done because this would also fix another really bad wrong that they did a couple episodes ago. So instead of Rhaegal just getting shot down over the bay where (laughs) they clearly could have seen the fucking ships that were shooting at them and which then also couldn't shoot them for their life immediately afterwards and then immediately got burned up in the next episode instead of all that shit have daenerys have two dragons when she goes into king's landing people are fucking scared as shit the city is taken very quickly the people ring the bells but the ringing of the bells is a ruse and then when danny's like okay they've surrendered that's when some fucking hidden scorpions or like some bomb of dragon fire all they would need kills one of the dragons and then danny's like fuck this shit you killed my (laughs) dragon fuck everybody like you rang the bells you surrendered fuck you like that because all they would need is just like it's like she couldn't trust the surrender because they already surrendered and turned on her like yeah and just one one scorpion out of like the red keep or something like that right exactly right super, super scorpion i don't know yeah like, have the mountain pull out a square. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, he has it in his That's hands. what I, I wanted to see, like, when they were, like, like, there's no scorpions left, Cersei. I just wanted to see the mountain, like, pick up one of those big arrows and just launch it himself, like, <laughs> at Danny. Just, like, throws it like a javelin. Yeah. <laughs> like the Night King did. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, oh, my gosh. That would have been, been another cool, different way if they wanted to go a different direction for, like, how the Hound could have killed, um... The mountain is like maybe he had to use a scorpion to like yeah. fucking shoot him in the head. Like, oh, did you notice? Aaron and I had to watch that. Uh, we watched the always uh because we watched on HBO Go, so we watched the behind the scenes thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they said that uh, if you notice, the hound and mountain fell into fire in the end. Yep. Yeah, which yeah, was I like, like that. the hound's greatest fear. So like that's what. And I was like, oh, that was good. I think it would have been only slightly cooler if you could have actually like seen the fire like maybe rising up really high so you could have like mm. seen that the hound knew he was gonna tackle him into the fire yeah so, so like have him like give a look of like well fuck this is what i have to do kind of a thing exactly like a well i guess this because like i love that they had the fucking moment where they panned back to him after he had like first sort of like stabbed him and got thrown down the stairs and he's just like fuck man like what do i have to do to kill this dude i think he doesn't like, even say it too like yeah like something like that <laughs> He's like, why don't you fucking die? Or <laughs> so yeah, I, that's only a very minor complaint. I thought that was actually one of the better parts of the episode, the game. Ball oh, that was a cool. fucking epic battle with the like the dragon in the background and stuff as they're fighting up the steps. Yeah. Like, like that was some cool shit. But then like you know, the total letdown of like Cersei and Jamie being like a yeah. just like dead plot line. Man, there's just a lot of a lot of dropped balls in that court. And and yeah. and like and then the balls that they don't drop, they just rush to completion. Like the whole Varys turning and then killing him, like that felt so rushed. 
And then yeah, also- he's, did you see the even the actor in the interview said he was, like, upset with, like, mm-hmm. how he was basically a sideline character since last season, and then just out of nowhere they kind of kill him. It's, it's actually kind of funny. I've seen there's, like, some small compilations online of, like, several different actors, kind of like when people ask them about things for this coming season. And they're very either, like, dodgy about the questions or very, like, uh, trying to hide that they don't like it. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Like, uh, one of the people's trying to ask, like, I think it's, like, Danny and Missande are there together. It's like, so you guys have finished filming your last scenes and whatnot? And, like, yeah, yeah, we finished it up. And they're like, well, how do you feel? And Danny's just like, uh, some people will like it. <laughs> <laughs> A small oh, minority. Oh, oh. My favorite one, though, was somebody was interviewing Jon Snow, and then she was like, all right, so if you had to summarize the end of Game of Thrones in one word, what would you say? And he was like, hmm, disappointing. Uh, oh, you know what? Wait, um, <laughs> he like changes. he's like, you know what? Uh, epic. Probably a word like that. Use something like that. Can you cut out the part? The rice? Like, he just completely catches himself having an honest moment reaction of just like, oh, this is bad. Like this, this is super disappointing. Uh, but I like at this point I've already kind of written it off as like this isn't even the real ending. You know, the books will come out someday, mm-hmm. and that will be the real ending. This is just really bad fan fiction. Yeah, at this point it is because it's past the books. Yeah, exactly. So because like up until the points where they split from the books, they hadn't really done anything heinously wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just considering all the rest of this is just really bad fan fiction. That's all. You know, kind of uh, like our really bad fan fiction that we find, uh, you know, try to book sometimes for WWE and all that sort of stuff. Where we hype it up in our heads and then go, oh. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, man, imagine how good it would be if it was, oh, wait, but then Vince books it. Uh, you know what Vince is not booking, though? Hmm is all elite wrestling which now officially has their tv contract with t and t turner is back in the wrestling business baby damn after a long ass hiatus yeah that is apparently according to some reports they've been looking at wrestling for a long time because hmm. tnt's biggest competitor is usa and USA airs both Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. and that's why USA beats TNT in the ratings. And so TNT's been looking to equalize that. Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. So apparently, um, I'm trying to think of the report I was reading the other day. I don't know if Ring of Honor or anyone else was considered by TNT, but like All Elite was basically the first one to come together. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes that makes sense. They've, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got the funding. Yeah, so it just, I think that has really helped because it's it's one of those things where it's just like you know they have something to fall back on, and yeah. that's that's the, honestly the biggest question for a lot of these wrestling promotions is like, are you going to be able to make money? And it's like, well, they have a lot of money, so they don't really need to make a lot yet. <laughs> yeah, and then if you think about this, like, this now takes care of production costs. Yeah, like. I, they may not make money off of the Turner deal, but at least at the beginning it's going to cover their production costs. So that's just like, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about that kind of cost. Yeah, this is, this is fucking huge. Yeah. 
And actually, shit, I'm trying to remember um, what his exact wording was, but uh, I think Jericho just recently talked about this, and he was very much saying how it's like, yeah, this is not quite... Maybe he even said it was a war. I'm trying to remember if he used that wording. But he was saying, it's like, you know, this is... Hey, AEW, we're coming. Well, this is now the first legit competition WWE will have. Yeah, like somebody who's actually on TV with that level of bankroll and that level of talent... And the it's the, it's definitely the the channel they're on too because mm-hmm. yes T, TNA challenged them on Monday nights at one point but that was on Spike TV which has way less viewership than USA at the time I don't know if it's gone up since then but TNT is definitely on equal footing compared to USA. What I was understanding when I was looking at some of the numbers actually that like the recent sort of like WWE numbers for like Raw and SmackDown their ratings yeah. now. Are basically like what TNA was back then. Like, really? Like back in its heyday? Mm-hmm. Huh? Like it's fallen that far. <laughs> Fall from grace. Yeah, because it's like, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of remarkable because it's like, you know, from year to year, obviously it's been dropping off pretty regularly. And it's been about like maybe 10% ratings. But then like this last year was like, I think 25 to 30% drop from the year before like that's a big ass drop that's scary stuff and yeah yes, a lot is. of that audience is going to a is, or is going to go probably eventually to AEW people are going to watch New Japan people are watching Ring of Honor people are just watching other shit but they're not going to be watching Game of Thrones anymore <laughs> uh, Aaron's cousin brought up a good point of uh, he's interested to see what the next big like global television show is beside like after Game of Thrones. Hmm. It's gonna be my new hit comedy show, Robotopia, exploring people's first exposures to the robot world. Nice. In the style of uh, Parks and Rec, and The Office will have like a documentary style camera. But wait, are you gonna be like Parks and Rec? Oh wait, never mind. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. Yes, I'm still in the middle of that show, people. I, I, man, it's like, I was so ruthless earlier. I was like, "Fuck you, people who haven't caught up with Game of Thrones." And then yeah. you're about like, oh, "Wait, I won't spoil Parks and Rec, even though that show ended like, even, like it, seven years ago." It won't ago. be. It's not a huge spoiler. It's just it's, it's a very small part that I find interesting about Parks and Rec compared to The Office. Oh, uh, well, I, I thank you for your integrity and not spoiling for me. I've only ever spoiled one show for a person, and I felt so bad about it that I'm <laughs> super conscious of it. It scarred you forever. And it, it's it was an old show too. It was it was The West Wing, which aired obviously like when we were growing up. Yeah. And so it was when I was in graduate school. Uh, one of the other guys and I were talking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, like this actor died during the filming, so like his character will be killed off." And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> It's like if you accidentally, like if you spoil the sixth sense for somebody, yeah. it's like, dude, that movie's so fucking old. But I just felt, felt so bad that That's I was so like. <laughs> oh, but man, how bad are you going to feel when I whoop your ass yet again and I keep the smart title through the Money in the Bank predictions here? Yeah, you see, though, I will be taking the money to my bank. So. Oh, 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 nice oh. one. Nice turn of phrase there joe i respect it i respect the game but prepare to lose anyway all right, all right. are you ready so for you some predictions card 
Uh, yeah, and I think uh, as we pick each match, we should also get, go over what we've thought about the build-up to each one as well. Yes. Just to uh, fluff out this this podcast for a little bit, because listeners may have missed us. We've been we've been gone a while. We've been. What are you saying? People rest- miss us. I think so. Those weird people. You weird people. Turn this off right now. Stop masturbating. I know what you're doing. You sinners. Anyway. That was one of the best uh, jokes John Stewart used to make when he was yeah. on The Daily Show. It's just like, I know you're having sex right now. So. I, I know you're clearly you're having sex to the, the soothing sounds of my voice. But, uh, All right. All right. But you are the champion. Let's and champion gets off. first pick. Uh, you know, actually, before we go back, I wanted to ask you one question about um, the best Ooh. of the Super Juniors. Do you have a yeah. feeling on who you think might win it, uh, other than Shingo Takagi? Uh, is everyone else still in it? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, because it's only like um, like two matches in out of like I think nine matches for everybody. Okay. So yeah, like everybody's still in it. Okay. Let me pull up. If you want, I can give you a quick rundown of the people. I, uh, yeah, I have it up. Um, yeah, it's like from A block, I feel like the big threats are uh, Shingo, Dragon Lee, or Ishimori. Mm-hmm. And then for B block, you've got Os- Not uh, Taka Michinoko? Uh, you know, somehow I don't think that Taka Michinoko is going to somehow win this one. When I heard the announcements for uh, mm-hmm. this, I was like, oh shit, Taka's still wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then B-Block, you got Osprey and Phantasmo. I think those are your pretty much your two big threats. Yeah, I'll, th- I'll throw it to Phantasmo. I feel like New Japan's always good at uh, bringing someone in and pushing them hard at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, might do him good to win right out of the gate of his debut, basically. I could definitely see that. Especially, too, with, like, Bullet Club. I feel like they can kind of pull out, like, almost any win they need to with shenanigans. Mm. Yeah. So, like, even if you were going up against Shingo, like, they could... Like, maybe that would be Shingo's first loss. Holy crap. If he gets all the way to the finals and then Phantasma fucks him. I could see that. Definitely. All right. Anyway. Money in the Bank 2019. Hmm. Gonna start the predictions off with hmm yeah all right i'm gonna go with kofi retaining the wwe title first i feel that's a good call yeah i feel like them them having kevin owens be the challenger now is i feel like a, clearly a sign that they want to just eat a give kofi a challenger that he can beat and kind of like accelerate through this storyline um it just doesn't feel like to me that, the, that they would do this just to put the title on owens Honestly, I think if they wanted to put the title on Owens, they probably would have kept him babyface. But I don't know. Yeah, this this feud has just been weird. Kind of like yeah, it's it's definitely very weird. Like I was so excited for it at the beginning, and then like then Owens was face, and I was like, oh okay, because I feel like you could easily have had him heal from the very beginning, right? With I came in, this was supposed to be my title shot. Kofi took it. Mm-hmm. And got yeah. the championship at WrestleMania. And I feel like Owens could have easily pulled off those promos. Instead, you had him in this, this face. And everyone, like, everyone's been on the edge of their seat this whole build-up of when mm-hmm. is Owens going to turn heel? When is Owens... 
and then Big E got hurt, and then Owens wanted to be part of the New Day, so we're like, okay, it's going to happen now, but it didn't happen the first week, it happened the second week, and so then then you got the complaints of uh, it happened too fast, and I kind of understood that. I would have enjoyed, I think, a little bit of like Owens sticking around with the New Day for a little bit, acting mm-hmm. as the replacement Big E, and then right when everyone was comfortable with, oh, yeah, he really is staying face, and he's sticking with the New Day, bam, then hit him with the heel turn. And I know that that would have required a different challenger, and they were probably just like, fuck it, we're doing Kevin at this time, so, yeah. Yeah, it it seemed, yeah, like a very weird storyline to do if that was such the the quick turnaround was planned. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was very Which I have a feeling was a result of the Dan O'Brien injury. Yeah, yeah that too i feel like this should have been the rematch right yeah yeah i think that was i think that was probably also the plan but honestly my thought was like all right if they weren't going to rematch those two which like okay fair enough if you don't and yeah or or if you can't because maybe brian's injured or you thought he might be then honestly i thought like randy orton would have been a way better challenger he's always a good like randy and especially because he's got the history with kofi yeah. yeah And he's always your plug and play, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have anyone else, plug in Randy Orton. He'll make it work. Yeah, or at least he'll definitely at least give you, like, a solid match. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's not always going to give you a great promo, so the build-up might be like, eh. But, like, the yeah, match will definitely be solid. And... For Randy, it depends on the opponent, uh, yeah. as we've seen. Anytime he's really invested in an opponent, like right now, him and Mustafa Ali have been great, I feel like. I feel like mm-hmm. Randy's really digging his teeth into that. So, um that that works and mm-hmm. i think he probably would have pulled that out of kofi yeah i think so but instead we've got owens but which yeah. i think this is gonna be a good match that's it yeah, was i an, mean oh yeah it was an okay build up good match yeah I, I don't think that the match will be bad at all yeah but it's one of those things that, yeah just the storyline has been very confusing and very underwhelming so just like all right let's just move on hopefully whatever the next feud they have in line for kofi will be a little more thought out yeah all right what match are you picking next i'm gonna pick the other uh championship match the wwe universal championship Mm -hmm. and i'm going with seth rollins retaining um i think similar to kofi kingston they both just won at wrestlemania Mm -hmm. i don't think either one's gonna lose it on their first defense i think wwe wants to build both of these guys up strong so i think rollins has to retain here yeah i think that's that's some pretty solid logic especially because like the guy that rollins took it from too was fucking lesnar like yeah i think they probably want to let him ride on that title for a little bit and gave gave rollins a really dominant win over lesnar like Mm -hmm. yeah definitely the only it's like the only thing i could see maybe really leading into aj styles favor is if they decide to go a little bit further into this potential heel turn and actually like turn him full away heel and then seth heel or aj heel aj okay because styles has been just like you know shading a little bit more heel in this feud with rollins not like all the way but he's yeah been doing, it's, like, you it's know, been that with elbow i was gonna say it's been that half-assed heel it's a half-assed heel stuff it's a half-assed heel stuff that like i feel like then generally wwe's patterns it's like oh it leads into the actual heel turn yeah and then you know i could i could see like you know styles maybe being like you know i'm getting older and i can't beat this guy rollins so i've got to cheat now to get ahead mm-hmm. maybe one of those kind of things or maybe he's just i don't know maybe they just won't give any reason maybe it'll just be like daenerys it'll just turn heel for no fucking reason 
Maybe Somebody Bells will start playing. <laughs> rings of Bells, he just goes crazy. So it, it, it's I I feel like it's more likely that Styles wins than Owens, but I still don't think it's super likely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if if he turned heel, I could see it. Because then like Rollins trying to chase and get the title back, and then maybe teaming up with like uh, Reigns, obviously I guess because well what. No, I guess Reigns is on SmackDown, but with the wild card rule, it's like, what the fuck? Anybody could just be on any oh, show now. Fuck, do we want to talk about yes, this fucking wild card let's, rule? Let's talk oh about this for a I few forgot minutes. about this shit. What do you think? So, uh, okay, so obviously you don't like it either. When did it... It started, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. And Vince McMahon comes out and goes, Hey, ratings are fucking down, so why don't we just let <laughs> three superstars from each brand, like three superstars from Raw, could show up on SmackDown with... No explanation of how this happens or, like, who's organizing this. Like, this is why, like, oh as much as God. we've shit on the GM characters, between the Superstar Shake-Up and this, we could have used GM characters. Yeah. Because with the Superstar Shake-Up, there was no, like, explanation of, like, why people were getting moved from one brand to another. Because at this point, it's just the McMahon family running everything. Right. And then... So there's no explanation of, like, oh, they negotiated, like, AJ Styles went to Raw, and in return, Roman Reigns went to SmackDown, Mm -hmm. in terms of that. And then now with this, uh, fuck, what's it called? The wild card rule? Wild card, yeah. Wow, I just went on such a rant that my brain just blew. Well, it's like, it's so fucking stupid, it's hard to remember. Yeah, and then, and then so, like, he goes three superstars to show up, it's like, who's organizing that, like... It would make sense if there was a GM sitting there saying, like, oh, I'm allowing so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so from SmackDown to come to Raw for this week. And, like, have some limit or explanation. Like, hey, you can only do it once a month or once every three weeks. Like, just some yeah. kind of something. And then on the first night, four superstars showed up or five. <laughs> and, like, I, people have yeah, been questioning. Five. It's like, do the Usos count as, like, one or two? And... It's just been, it's been a shit show. Right. They just, yeah, they just, Vince literally was just like, I just want to be able to use anybody whatever, so I'm just introducing this bullshit rule. Instead of, yeah, it's like, it's a, if you want to do he, that, he should have fucking just... just come out and been like, ratings are in the fucking toilet, so I'm doing something about it. Or why doesn't he just say, like, fuck it, there aren't two separate rosters anymore? Like, just... that would be the easiest explanation, yeah, right? Yeah, like, isn't that the easiest? Like, it's so dumb, but. If they want to still, even with the like the fucking just like wild card rule, as it is, like it was just so bizarrely introduced. And right, like like you said, it would have been so much more of a natural transition, like if they had like a GM character or something like that to help make it work, like or something. But but even if you just wanted the the McMahon's in charge, just say something about like if you don't want to call them GMs or something like that, just be like Stephanie's related to Raw and Shane's related to SmackDown or something like that. So at least you can have the two McMahons out there or something like that arguing over people and things like that. So then, like, is the rationale for, like, who gets to go to what show and when basically just, like, the same rules of, like, shotgun in a car? Or not even shotgun? Like, if, if nobody calls shotgun. Or no, no, it's when people call shotgun but no blitz. is when you have to yeah. run and you have to get to the car first, right? So it's just yeah. like, alright, so, so who whoever... Just, whoever shows up to Raw or SmackDown first gets to be there. Yeah, and whoever shows up to the gorilla position in their tights, ready to go with their music ready at the uh, with the music guy, like that's who gets to go out first. Like, 
Yeah, because it's like, it, like no matter what they want to pick, as long as they actually pick like an actual rule set, then they can actually tell maybe an interesting storyline about it. Because if it's something like that, then what if you have like a guy like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, these fucking losers, who keep trying to jump show, but they keep showing up too late. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you see them back room in the locker room trying to get ready, but it's like, oh, shit, sorry. Yeah, we already got past our four or five, whatever the fuck limit people for the wild yeah, like, rule is you have to go back and they're like oh my god even do them like driving up in a car and like the gates closed on like the parking lot or something right like uh, yeah maybe every week they get one step closer right like <laughs> yeah first week they don't get to the right town like they fucking miss the directions then the next mm-hmm. week they get to the arena but they can't get inside because it's too late and the security won't like doesn't even recognize them as superstars and like <laughs> the next week they're trying to get inside but then they pull a chris jericho and they can't find the arena inside the arena like, oh my god and the week after that then they finally get there, but they're like, they get to Gorilla too late because they had to like try to get their clothes on, but they're all messed up. Like, that's a whole month of fucking TV we just gave them. Yeah. Like, if they just pick something, they can actually, like, that's the problem with them being so anti actually making real rules is that then they can't do anything. Is because they have, Are, like, none of Don't they have something like a, don't they have a job opening out for like a script they supervisor did. or something? They had, they had a script continuity supervisor. Yeah, position, and a whole bunch of other like creative positions because people keep quitting. Like, I, although it's like you know what? The more and more I really think about it, it's like they do. You fucking need a team of people to write this. You don't. Like, and even when you do, it's like it sounds like basically everything that people put together. It sounds like Vince just throws it out and does his own shit anyway. So I don't even know why the yeah. fuck he's hiring these people. Is it a diversity hire thing? Like, does he just need to fill some quotas? I don't know. Apparently their diversity hire, though, is uh, Warrior's wife. Oh, God, yeah. I heard about that yeah. shit. It's like, what the fuck is she contributing? I don't, if she's anything like him, then we're fucked. <laughs> uh, JR has a... Oh, speaking of which, JR's podcast is all new setup now. It's, um... Instead of him talking about what he thinks of like the current product and stuff like that, mm. it's Conrad Thompson. Uh, it's called Grilling Jr. and it's him like going through different moments and stuff like that. So the two mm. episodes so far has been like Jr. jumping ship from WCW to WWE, mm. and then uh, the uh, curtain call. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then I think it's even been a third week. Oh, what was it this week? Uh, oh, it was the. The Beware of Dog pay-per-view, which is the pay-per-view WWE had that uh, the lights went out. Oh, they were doing, okay. It was the pay-per-view during a major storm, and the lights went out halfway through the show or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. But yeah, it's a great uh, podcast. I love listening. like Because that's what I, I listen to JR's podcast to hear like him. Like, hear him tell stories and yeah. stuff like that. So He's such great. a fucking interesting guy. Yeah. He's got such interesting takes, too, because, like, there are times, too, where I, I even do disagree with JR sometimes, but even yeah. when I disagree with him, I totally understand, I think, where he's coming from. Yes, because he actually explains his logic. Yeah. He's like, I think this way because of this. And you're like, I see your point. I disagree, but I see your point. Yeah, and, and it's like, and there's even times, too, where it's like, not only because it's like, I just disagree with too, but it's like, I can completely see your logic, and I understand why you have the logic you do because of your history of wrestling like the time mm-hmm. that you were in it and for how long he's been in it like yeah why you would have some of the opinions that he does 
but he's also one of those old school guys that's been able to evolve yeah i mean granted also the the percentage of time that i disagree with him is like maybe five to ten percent at most like yeah i agree with him very very high percentage of the time he's a very smart guy and, and honestly i feel like i learned a lot from listening to him you know yeah smart guy. um but yeah hearing him just talk about like like rules and stuff like that like that's what made me think of like the, the wild card rule and just how stupid it is like yeah it's just it's fucking absurd mm. especially because right there's just no consistency to it no logic to it nothing we'll see how it evolves though because yeah. I, I think it's one of those things like if they just put a few caps on it then like okay maybe it could work you can make a strategy out of it right like if it's like you can only jump to the other show so many times you have a limit or something like that then you could see like when guys show up and why and stuff like that right or like you know if you like you had said if there was a gm position then that would definitely very much influence it right because like the gm could maybe like constantly let a certain person come over or maybe like never let a certain person over or a person comes over a lot and starts winning a lot and then they stop them and now they have a barrier to overcome like right because it's like you know hey look i don't want you coming over and like say for example they were gonna like challenge for the u.s title and it's like look i don't want you to steal the u.s title and bring it to smackdown yeah so i'm gonna bar you from raw Mm -hmm. like suck it (laughs) like there's if they just put some rules on it damn it there to make sense but oh right anyway back to money in the bank unless unless there was anything else you wanted to go over no let's uh uh, let's pick the next all right so let's see you had uh you picked universal title i think i'm gonna go Ooh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna snipe an easy one i'm gonna bet on roman reigns (laughs) to beat elias This definitely oh, seems just like another, like, they just gave him an opponent because they want to give him an easy win. Make sure that the leukemia is still gone. So that he's not in anything too important yet. Isn't it kind of a slap in the face to Roman, though? To what? Like, like we're just giving you Elias. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know what? I don't think it is really that much because it's like with Roman Reigns outside of the way that WWE has booked him. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that he's big, that big of a star. Since he's come back now. Well, I mean, just even in general, like out, like he's, he's the same kind of star that like Randy Orton is in a lot of ways. Like, Randy, Oh, you mean like he, he hasn't reached the mainstream. Well, he just, in my opinion, like all of his fame and all of his, top spots in wwe were generally not earned like they were just kind of given to him Mm -hmm. so therefore when if we were going to say it's like oh are we disrespecting roman reigns by just putting with elias and it's like not really like they just they only put him in the top because they just wanted to it's not like he Mm -hmm. was undeniable it's not like becky lynch right now who's fucking undeniable it's not like kofi kingston right now who's like on fire that all of a sudden, if they were going to put him with Elias, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, Kofi's hot. People love Kofi. <laughs> or, like, if you were going to put Becky Lynch, like, I mean, Lacey Evans is a very weird matchup, granted. I don't think she's ready for it. But, like, if they were going to go even worse and be like, all right, well, you're defending your title against, like, Sarah Logan or something, or Liv Morgan. I'd be like, what? Why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> uh, say what now? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I get your point, but I counter it with that, my, my own point. 
and that I say Roman Reigns isn't even that hot of shit. Uh, you know what I counter with? Uh, he mm. is going to be in the new uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie, so now he's getting some stardom outside. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Cause, yeah, he's... have you seen the previews for that movie? <laughs> I have not. It looks so fucking good. <laughs> it's one of the, it's it's Expendables level. Like that's oh, okay. that's how I'll describe it. Like you you and I agree on this type of movie. It's like one of those movies where you and I would just grab like a case of beer, buy a pizza, mm-hmm. and sit down, and just drink beer, wa- and eat pizza, and watch this movie. Just like a self aware, fun, ridiculous action slash exactly. comedy movie. So for example, at one point, Jason Statham is dri- driving a flatbread truck with the rock on the back. The rock hooks a chain around a helicopter and pulls it down with his bare hands. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Another another oh scene is um there's two separate hallways him and Jason Zatham and the Rock have to go down. Yeah. Uh the Rock opens his door, one big guy that he punches once and knocks out. Uh Jason Zatham opens his door and it's like ten guys. Mm-hmm. He fights them all and they have to get through the next set of doors by doing like a face recognition thing. Mm-hmm. So the Rock picks up his guy right away. The face recognizes the guy's face, and he opens the door. Jason Statham picks up a guy, and it keeps not detecting the guy's face, so he keeps just slamming the guy's face into the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that sounds hilarious! Yeah, have you seen like? like have I have you so seen many friends. Have you seen like... any of the previews you've seen? Yes. So the the part that he comes in on is they go. They have to like hide like get off the grid so to speak mm-hmm. this is, so that they go to samoa oh, and okay. it's the rocks family and then roman reigns literally plays his own part of being one of the members of the rocks family there you go yep easy does it yeah and he's he's actually fevered, fe- uh, featured fairly prominently it's a scene where um all the samoans are lined up ready to fight this like imposing army oh and God. and uh roman reigns is right next to the rock so nice that's pretty cool i might have to yeah. check that out after this yeah i'll try to find the uh uh the clips and send it to you well he may be fighting an army of whatever the fuck against alongside the rock in that movie but uh he's gonna decimate elias at roman at bunny the bank yeah no i i I'm going to pass on making an argument for Elias. <laughs> Hello, I'm Elias. I'm going to lose tonight. <laughs> yeah. Bring. But still make a really good paycheck. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he's. I'm sure he's laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, yeah. Alright, so, match. me up next. Um, oh, I am going to go with Samoa Joe retaining over Rey Mysterio. And I'm going to give a little bit of uh, booking beyond this, mm. like what I think is going to happen. So I think Dominic is going to distract Ray somehow, inadvertently in this. Like, uh, Dominic's going to try to get involved. Joe scares him off. Ray tries to defend him. Joe takes advantage and pins Ray. And I believe this is going to lead to some kind of tag team match or something with Dominic involved next month at Extreme Rules. Mm. Okay. So, like, Ray and Dominic versus just, you know, Samoa Joe and a buddy? Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that would, that would be a lot smarter, more natural transition to start bringing in 
Dominic if he's gonna start being a wrestler of some kind? Is it like you know, bring him in as a tag team with his Which dad is or fucking something? nuts, by the way. Like, yeah, that is that is. But I think crazy. he has been training a while. I'll give him that. That's that is what I've been hearing is that I've, he's been training for a little bit. So, I think he's been training at least a year. I want to say I want to say two years, but mm-hmm. and I know Ray, Ray's how to have him train in different places too. Like I know he's trained down in Mexico now. Uh, at least presently, I think he's training with Lance Storm. Hmm. So, uh, I think a little bit at the Dudleys as well. Like, Ray's been making him go to these different places and get different input. Nice. Well, that's so. good. Yeah, he's going to yeah. train him with and Ray. I mean, when, <laughs> when your connection is Ray Mysterio, I think you can walk yeah. into any wrestling school. <laughs> yeah, that kid's definitely got it made as far as heritage, for sure. Yeah. Because I, I think like Ray's friends with I don't think there's a single person that's talked shit about Ray in this wrestling business. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's like, is there anybody can, who hates Ray Mysterio? I was gonna say Ray can call up anyone, and be like, hey, you want to train my son in the big? Uh, yeah, I would, I would die for you, Ray. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like just tell me, tell me right now, I will die for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, although, you know, I don't think Samoa Joe's gonna die for him. Unfortunately, no. Uh, he's probably gonna kill him instead. Actually, yeah. Joe's gonna kill you. I can see. It's like, the only thing I keep thinking is, like, they've done this match so many times that, like, I'm not sure how much more they would gain out of... I mean, but then again, yeah, I guess it might be more about, like, the long-term storyline of building up, bringing in Dominic. I think Uh, the thing that's... Like, maybe... It's kind of been a blessing in disguise was Ray's injury at Mania, right? Because they didn't get that huge match. So... Right. It's been basically the short match at WrestleMania, some TV matches this is going to be the first real one so you can still build off of that mm-hmm. yeah yes I, I still think the you're probably still right i think samoa joe is going to keep this especially because I, I feel like they want to keep that belt on him for a little while to help build it up and build him up too because they've they've been fucking him for a while and th- this has been his best program in a while yeah this has been a solid program and i think he, him with the u.s title is a good spot like he just yeah. he holds that shit down like a fort. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, the only thing I it's like maybe Mysterio steals it with like a fluke win for a little bit because even if Mysterio wins it here, I feel like I, I still think it's a very short term transitional champion and then it goes right back to Joe or to somebody else. Well, because as we've seen, like Ray's at that age where injuries are going to happen, so I yep. don't think you can do anything with him super long term. Right, exactly. You don't want to try and do anything long term because yeah. you, you never know. Though I have to say, this, this has probably been one of his biggest stretches without a super long injury. Granted, like, he was injured at Mania, but he wasn't out for too long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's right back into the fray, so. Yeah. So whatever stem cell shit he's been doing, keep going, right? <laughs> hey, whatever crazy shit he's doing, keep it up. All right, let's see. Next match. Um, Question. Do we know for sure the, the match between... Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. That is non-title. Yeah. That is non-title. That is non-title. Uh, the list I'm looking at right now is said just says tag team match. Let me do some digging on WWE's site and double check. Because that, because that makes me. I'll go ahead and pick that match uh, for then my next guess, and I'm gonna go ahead and say. I think the. As yeah, I think the Usos win if it's non-title. Um, cause otherwise I feel like they would just have it be a title match and then the Osos would mm-hmm. just lose. Um, uh, but especially cause like with the wild card rule now, it's like, 
I guess the Usos can just challenge for the SmackDown Tag Team titles now, like, every week if they wanted to, right? Yeah. Like, there's no reason for them not to. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it to the Usos. Especially because it's just, like, a feel-good win to get the crowd hyped up, I guess. Although, I would really want Daniel Bryan and Rowan to win. I think that would help establish them. Yes. Even WWE site is not saying it's for the championship. Alright, so yeah, I'll go with the Usos then. Because it just says, it just says SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'll go with the Usos. Ah, this one's going to be on the kickoff, apparently. Yep, yeah, exactly. Just a little kickoff, kickoff match. Get yeah. people excited. Usos win. Yada yada. Ooh, I see a super easy one to take next. Mm. Tony Nice is gonna retain his WWE Cruiserweight Championship over Arya Davari. Aha! You've activated my trap card. I am actually fairly confident that Arya Davari is gonna win this, and let me tell you why. Really? Mm-hmm. Because the next big event that WWE has coming up on its calendar is the next Saudi Arabia show. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure those Saudi Arabia shows are the only reason that Davari still has a contract with WWE. Because that guy, just for the fact of being Persian, right when he steps out there, people just boo him like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I think they're going to give him the Cruiserweight title now so that he can go lose it in Saudi Arabia to somebody. <laughs> um... I was going to say that uh, that's also the reason Goldberg and The Undertaker have contracts in the Saudi Arabia show. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Yeah, because like, Undertaker wasn't even at WrestleMania at all this year. They didn't even tease it. Oh, dude. That's a, the other piece of news we haven't been able to talk about. You hear about the bullshit that happened with StarCast with Taker? Uh, I remember there was some stuff with it where he was appearing and WWE got mad at him. So then he, yeah. Did he pull this appearance or did he still go? S- no, he pulled his appearance, him and Kurt Angle. And WWE was like, hey, Conrad Thompson, we'll offer you a replacement. And he was like, cool. Um, who do you got? And then he didn't, I don't think he said the names that he was offered, but he was like, those aren't equivalents. Like, <laughs> And he was like, if you want to hit equivalents, it's got to be like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, like Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon. Like, right. He's like, those are equivalents to the Undertaker. And they were like, yeah, no. It's like, and uh, you know, the reason we're saying no is because we don't want to give you any money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, like a good businessman, I'll give him credit for this. He told them, he's like, look, I have to announce that Undertaker's being pulled. Apparently, like, he was keeping it under wraps when he was in discussions with them for a replacement. Because he was like, cool, mm-hmm. like, if you can give me an equivalent... I'll just say, hey, instead of Undertaker, we're getting this person, and Mm -hmm. all's good. But when they were giving him such problems about an equivalent replacement, he went, all right, I'm going to press, and just saying that you guys are pulling them. And they were like, okay. Right. So uh, it was him and Kurt Angle. That sucks. Mm -hmm. That's that's so ridiculous that WWE gets so greedy with that shit. Especially because, yeah, like, like, the biggest and, people you're fucking over is the fans. Yeah, like, Conrad has said, he's like, look, 
Yes, my events are a next to an AEW event. And yes, I'm friends with Tony and Cody and stuff like that. But I'm he he's not getting any money from AEW. Like he's funding this himself. He's he's a rich guy, so mm-hmm. <laughs> he he can do it himself. And so he's like it's the equivalent of like uh saying that um WrestleCon, which happens WrestleMania weekend, is connected to WWE, which it's clearly not. So Right. Good point. Very good points. Mm-hmm. They're just greedy bastards there. Well Vince. Vince yep. is just insane. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I I think there's a good chance that Davari wins for that reason. Of uh, him okay. being a Saudi Arabia contract guy. Uh, or the other reason too is it's like I don't know I think they well we'll see I guess we'll see what happens but like I feel like they're not super high on Nice like they gave it to him yeah, I, he's I been mean, having alright I don't think stuff, they're super like, I think all these cruiserweights they were high on are on the main, uh, main roster right now That that is a good point they really don't give a shit about anybody on 205 Live I think they're like oh we <laughs> we got Ali we got uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, it's good. We cleared house of people we care about. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Next. Uh, you know what? All right. I'm going to go Miz and Shane, and I'm pretty sure mm. Shane is going to win this one. I think. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. It's like, I don't even want, like, I don't even care about this feud. I don't want it to continue. I just want it to be it's over. It's been such a weird feud now because, like, Shane's got the two feuds going right, on with, like, like, he's involved with the Elias and Roman Reigns thing. and Yeah, it's just, it's so convoluted. It's so goddamn stupid. Uh, but I, I, it's it's one of those stipulations that I feel like almost always leads to the heel winning in some cockamamie fashion. Mm-hmm. And with the amount of people that, like, Shane has is at his disposal being McMahon, I figure it's just going to be, you know, cronies helping me escapes. And then it leads to yet another match with him and The Miz for some reason yeah. down the line. Maybe Hell in a Cell. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> what are your thoughts on this so, whole match? So Shane can... I just want it over, so that's why I think The, the Miz is going to take it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just to like seal off the storyline, Miz gets the revenge on Shane. Which, I have to give it to Shane, at least like the promo of like, how dare you come out here and hit my father, like, that promo was so good <laughs> yeah because obviously he he hit Miz's father so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> right and, it, uh, and it's like if it had been part of a feud with the, like yeah it's just why are they doing all these different feuds that don't line up oh my god how fucking unnatural enough... weird was it this last week where like Miz and Roman Reigns are just like teaming up it's like yeah what the fuck is this I mean, hey, the, the Miz gets ratings on USA, they're probably thinking. I feel like it's like, all right, look, if they if they wanted to pay any level of attention and give some integrity to these characters, it's like, okay, you give them that situation. I feel like Roman Reigns should look at Miz and be like, fuck you, I'm not teaming up with you. A, you're weak, and two, you're an untrustworthy little piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I was going to say. Like, the amount of years I've known shit. you for being just a – like, I'm not teaming up with you, but then Miz may be like – has to convince Roman Reigns that he needs him. And then they team up or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Like, at least acknowledge some sort of past the characters instead of just Roman Reigns being like, oh, wait, Miz, you decided to be a babyface now? 
all right, cool. I guess we can tag team. We can whatever now. We're friends. Because you're a baby face now. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, God, I hate this shit. It's so stupid. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What is the next match you would like to pick? Uh, <coughs> what do we got left? We have uh, the both two the Becky, Becky Lynch matches, matches and the Money in the Bank matches. Fuck. <laughs> so the four hardest ones to pick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why they were. <laughs> We've saved the hardest for last. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go with this one. I think Becky Lynch retains over Lacey. Okay. Um, I've heard some theories that it could be Becky Lynch goes through this, like, all-out war with Charlotte and beats her, Mm -hmm. and then immediately has to face Lacey Evans, and Lacey comes in and gets the win, and then it's like, oh, Lacey got the win just because she's over-beaten Becky. And as much as that would make sense in terms of Becky being beaten down, I think it's too soon for Lacey to win a title. So that's why I think she at least mm-hmm. retains over Lacey. I, I agree 100%. It's, it's way too early for Lacey to win a title. Um, I don't. I think, I, I think Lacey can eventually get a title. She's got a great character. It's different. It's solid, especially for the era we're in now. Sure, but she needs to uh, get you know less green than grass. It, exactly. Because like her... She had a lot of really embarrassing fumbles in, like, the Royal Rumble and stuff like that. And she hasn't mm-hmm. had, like, great counterexamples since then. So it's like, all yeah. right, you can't be the women's champion yet. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, she's got she's got the fundamentals. Like, her finisher mm-hmm. being called the women's right, and it's a right part. Like, yeah, definitely. all great stuff. Yeah. Like what you said, like, from a character standpoint, from a foundation, she's great. You just need to build on mm-hmm. that until she can become, you know, good enough to be the champion. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, it's it's true. So much of this depends on match order for Becky, right? Because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. who does she fight first? And then also, of course, the other important question is when does the women's money in the bank match happen in relation to these matches? The yeah, there's a whole lot of variables going on with the women this night. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like who the fuck is gonna end up with the titles at the end? Because I feel like there's almost no way that Becky still has both belts at the end of the night. I think she does. Yeah? Yeah. All right, well, then I guess you'll be happy with this next pick, too, because I'm going to go with my next pick uh, for the SmackDown Women's title. I think Charlotte's going to take it. Because I think it's going to be a situation of probably the match with Lacey will go first. Or actually, you know what? I don't know. You know what? You know, I think think for suspense, they'll probably do Charlotte first, have Charlotte beat Becky, so that then there's more of that solid like when charlotte goes back oh, to it and says it, that it's like look i beat you and i beat you fresh and then she goes into lacy beat up but she beats lacy yeah so that but there's also the suspense to the crowd of like is becky gonna lose both belts tonight right like, so it's like you've lost one are you gonna lose both yep yeah um yeah that could be interesting i just think becky keeps uh both belts because she has been so she's definitely weakened after wrestlemania in terms of like mm-hmm. I guess overall strength, but I think that's been a blanket statement across all the women's programs. Mm-hmm. So, um, could be because Warrior's wife is helping write these. Um, but I think she, she keeps both. Uh, I think my only thought about like the danger of her keeping 
both right now is I think they need to start. They need to separate Becky that and Charlotte quick. Dilutes, just because you they think did, it dilutes her, yeah. Well, just because they fought so much last year, they're about to fight again. Which I think it's fine for them to fight right now. But then mm-hmm. if they're going to have to keep fighting, because there's no way that Charlotte's like not competing for that title. That's like Charlotte's fucking character. She's, she's, she's Cena. If they had decided to actually let Cena be a heel. <laughs> Because uh, she, she, I think she even said it almost like in a trolley sort of way. She's like, and now I'm going to become the nine-time women's champion. It's like, in my head, I was like, god damn it. Has it been nine times already? It's <laughs> insane. But yeah, I, I so that Charlotte can go over on SmackDown. She can do her thing there. Becky can be on Raw. But then again, with the fucking wild card, it's like, what the fuck? Anybody can just be anywhere. Yeah. So, I don't know. That, that throws so many fucking wrenches into my plans of like what i think makes sense i do think though um that eventually when becky does pick a brand it's gonna be raw because Mm -hmm. as we saw an announcement recently her and seth rollins are dating right now and even though uh according to bruce pritchard dating isn't taken into consideration when separating is is it well he said girlfriend boyfriend isn't taken into consideration marriage is definitely okay okay then that makes sense i was gonna say because like you were fucking bullshit those married couples stay together all the goddamn time no so he just meant yeah he meant boyfriend girlfriend yeah. aren't taken into consideration but like marriage 100 percent is yeah. which is why like uh naomi and usos but Z- went to raw for example yeah uh zelina vega is on smackdown with alistair black mm-hmm. right smackdown yep. yeah yeah um yeah stuff like that but then again i don't know i feel like the wild card thing should solve a lot of those problems though right because it's just like you know what if you need a yeah, you your just... significant other and you haven't seen him in a while they come over for the wild card rule yeah oh god all right so yeah I, even though i i have to pick Lacey here but i don't think it's time for her but i feel like charlotte's gonna regain her throne mm-hmm. yeah all right so now we just got the money in the bank matches which one are you picking? Oh yeah, fuck you just pick, so now I have to pick again. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Um so you're 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 sticking with the Becky two belts prediction. Yeah. Uh fuck it. I'm gonna go with the women's and I'm gonna say Mandy Rose. Okay. Um I think out of all the women. I think it could only be Mandy or Bailey, and I just feel like Mandy's been the more pushed talent. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I could definitely see that. Like, cause yeah, Vince definitely has like a thing for her. You know, wants mm-hmm. her to be a thing, and that's that's really the deciding thing. Is like if Vince wants you to be, especially with the women's title historically. But yeah. you know, then again this last year especially has been very counter that like it's actually been much more about like are you a viable talent and Mandy yeah. Rose has definitely been getting a lot better to my surprise because I think when she first came into the company I was just like oh well she's gonna be garbage but she's actually a lot better than like for example like Eva Marie I thought was her direct comparison right and she yeah. is so much better than Eva Marie ever was well, because I think she's she's that athletic, good-looking. Yeah, she's she's right? hotter than like, Eve Marie was, and she's also an infinitely better wrestler. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think Mandy Rose could do it, and especially, like, her character fits the Money in the Bank profile very well. You know, being like, she can hide behind Sonya for a good long time, 
until she's ready to cash in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to go for my prediction with the exact opposite of Mandy Rose, who is clearly Bailey. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like Bailey—they've been kind of like leads to the Bailey heel turn. I think they're going to at least tease it. I think they're going to play with it for a little while. Because I think that if she gets the money in the bank, well, I don't know. It's like it could go two different, radically different directions. And I'm going to talk about both. One is, yeah, they could kind of tease that heel turn for a long time. Not quite sure what she's going to do. Maybe very penitent. Kind of like in the same way like Daniel Bryan when he first got the case. And then people mm-hmm. had to like convince him to cash it in. I could kind of see mm-hmm. him going down that route. And then it, like you know, the person to convince her to cash it in gets fucked over. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you could do like she actually goes a little bit more maybe whether it be heelish or not but like what if she cashes it in same night right away because what if like you know becky lynch has like just lost to charlotte barely scrapes by lacey evans and then bailey comes out and it's like i don't want to do this but i have to because i want to win the title and uh like maybe she feels conflicted about it like then she covers her for like two seconds and then gets up and is like no i don't know if i want to do this uh yeah i don't know they, they could play it a lot of different ways you know maybe she like comes down to the ring slowly like her music plays but yeah. she doesn't run like most of the money in the bank people run down she kind of yeah. like walks down to the ring and she's like oh she looks apologetic almost but then she like thanks <laughs> to the reps like yeah i'm gonna cash it in and <laughs> then she just like just pins like a dead Becky Lynch. Oh god, I could see that. I want Bailey to win this so bad. Whether either way, whether they do an immediate cash in, whether they want to wait, like I want them to give this girl something, especially with like Sasha Banks being like on hiatus or whatever the fuck's going on with her. Yeah, you know, that's kind of like killed their tag team for now. Which is really mm-hmm. sex. I thought like you know, it was kind of kind of work and Bailey was very committed to it, but you know, you can't be a tag team by yourself, so now she's back into singles and i think this would be a nice way to kind of jumpstart her career again but also give her some interesting character options so i'd like it especially because i think yeah. coming out of this uh the the other two belts are going to be held by horsewomen so i think that adds intrigue to, into her cash in situation it's like do i want to cash it in on one of my friends even though like it's been contentious sometimes between her and Becky or her and Charlotte, especially, you know, there's still kind of that underlying we're the horsewomen friendship thing. Yeah. All right. I think I'm ready to move on to the last match. The men's money in the bank. Your choice. It's tough. I, I feel like there's two people who could definitely distinctly win this. Um, but yeah you know what uh yeah let's go with mcintyre i think that's the the easy choice it is uh the only thing i would say against that one is like he could easily get a uh, title match on his own definitely true definitely true especially like with his uh, especially with like a history with rollins and things like that i feel like it would they could just automatically just he could even just be the fucking next contender just straight out yeah yeah like even um, no history drew is just so good overall that 
you know what? Maybe maybe they would even play that in. Like maybe he doesn't even do it in the same sort of way that a lot of money in the bank cashes. Like maybe he just even as a heel tells Rollins when he's going to cash in. It's just like, hey, I'm getting the next title match against you at the next pay per view. Deal with it. Like that actually could totally work. And then it's just like a countdown to the next paper what is it extreme rules mm-hmm. or all right i guess there's the saudi arabia show but because i think in the history i think there's only been two pre-announced cashes mm-hmm. i think it's been rob van dam and john cena yeah which i think rob van dam announced it facing cena yeah yeah yep, you're right funny. So yeah, I could, I would, I could totally see that. I mean, he could also totally just pull the dastardly bullshit, like you know, just comment on somebody afterwards. But I could oh, also absolutely. see him just like, yeah, like this is when I'm cashing it in. Yeah. All right. So who are you, who are you picking though? Oh, so I'm going to pick then Sammy Zane. Ooh. Okay. I think Sammy's got enough with this new character, which I absolutely love. Uh, I'm glad I was able to get this in there. I think that's completely revitalized his career. He seems mm-hmm. so comfortable with this, and everything is just coming out so naturally. I've, I mean, I've loved Zane for a long time, but yeah, this this character's great. Yeah. So yeah, how how do you, would you picture him winning? Do you figure like uh, Kevin Owens helps him, or like something else happens? Like, I think he does it all on his own, just straight up. Yeah. Damn. I, th- I could see if he wins i feel like there's got to be some sort of shenanigans that's just the way that they'll book it but what you know what fuck it, uh because braun is not even on this card now right no he got fucked over by a lot of guys in this ladder match i bet he's at least going to show up in the money in the bank ladder match even though obviously he's not competing in it maybe he comes in and he just like destroys everybody like trying to get to Sami Zayn. And, like, Sami Zayn just, yeah. like, escapes in the middle of the carnage and then, like, comes back in and then, like, crawls up the ladder. That would be fucking genius. Because, yeah. oh, shit, like, I'm, actually, I'm trying to remember. Um, a couple weeks ago, didn't they do a segment where, like, Braun's trying to run and find him and Zayn just, like, hid backstage somewhere and then somebody else got fucked up? Yes. Oh, my God, that was so long ago. So maybe that would be it. That's the booking for the whole thing. Is, yeah, Sami Zayn sees Braun coming. He's just like, fuck this gets out of here and then just comes in at like it picks the bones let's brawn decimate everybody and then jumps in yep oh my gosh i would love to see a Sami Zayn if he got that that'd be amazing yeah uh i'm trying to remember with both the women and the men like they can cash on on either champion is that the is that the deal yes okay nice because then, yeah, I could I could see him more so cashing in against, like, Kofi than against Rollins. But then again, I don't know. I guess I could see that. Hmm. Very exciting stuff coming up this weekend at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Uh, so what is your overall excitement see... level for this show? It's still medium, I'll say. Yeah. I'm not, like, over the moon about it, but I think it's going to be... Um... I think it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of at like a like maybe a six or maybe a seven. I I, I always really like the Money in the Bank ladder matches themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because know, it's like a fun spot fest, but then also like 
I feel like sometimes even more so than the Royal Rumble, it kind of feels more like a lot of different guys can win sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're more willing to give, like even though it's still kind of like essentially the same thing, right? Like you're basically guaranteeing them like a very good chance at becoming the champion. Like it, it feels like they're more willing to give money to the bank to a lot of guys over the Royal Rumble win uh-huh. to me. So I feel like there is like that real strong element of unpredictability to it. That's very fun. Yeah. So. I mean, granted, I like the Royal Rumble too. That's a fun one. But I really like uh, Money in the Bank. Always. Yeah, Money in the Bank has become my uh, like next favorite, I yeah. think, pretty much. But I think it's become that way for a lot of people, right? It's kind of like evolved naturally into like the big five, almost if you'll call it. Yeah. For pay-per-views. I mean, I feel like it's actually kind of surpassed uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Survivor Series is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that pretty much concludes our predictions for this time. Yes, it does, I think. Was there anything else you want to get out to the people before we sign off? Oh, have you seen any of that Dark Side of the Ring on Viceland? No, not yet. But that looks very cool. Uh, it's, it's all up on Viceland. I completely loved it. Aaron has watched it too. So Aaron, uh, just to give you mm-hmm. people some background, my girlfriend does not like wrestling. She <laughs> like tolerates it basically, but she has been so into this series and it's covered everything from, I think it's six episodes. So let's see. I think it was, um, uh, I might be fucking up the order, but, uh, Bruiser Brody's murder, uh, mm-hmm. Gino Gonzalez's death. So like talks about how the, it, that was possibly, mm-hmm murder and stuff like that uh fabulous moolah the montreal screw job uh, they talk about Benoit? oh no uh not yet so like it's only been one season and it's art it's destroyed everyone else's ratings on viceland um so there's definitely gonna be season two good uh montreal screw job uh von eric's uh montreal screw job what was the other one I'm forgetting one, so that sounds exciting. Though that's another check it out, people. I have to check this. Yeah, one out. definitely. That sounds good. They interview everybody. Like they have Bruce Pritchard, Eric Bischoff, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, and the, and they they get people for specifically for the episodes. Mm. So like for Fabulous Mula, they have her daughter, basically everyone that she trained, like all the women that she trained get interviewed. Wow. Uh, for the screw job, they have Bret Hart, they have Earl Hebner, the uh, Jim Cornette, which oh, so spoiler, but I don't know if uh, you've heard by now. Jim Cornette was the one that suggested a screw job. Really? Yes. Uh, Jim Cornette was basically just like at one point Vince was like on the phone with both Sean and Bret trying to figure out the finish, mm-hmm. and Jim Cornette was like, "Vince, you're the fucking owner." just fucking do something <laughs> and vince turned around and was like and because at this point uh jim was working with vince russo so he was just like fed up with everything yeah. um and so vince turned around to jim and he was just like why don't you come up with something like you're you're one of my writers so jim's like oh now the fucker's challenging me <laughs> and so he like goes through his encyclopedic mind and goes okay at one point in 
I think it was Montreal, one of the Canadian territories. Um, they wanted to get the belt off a guy, but they knew that the guy taking the belt off couldn't out-wrestle the guy that had the belt. So, mm-hmm. like, Shawn Michaels could not have, in real life, out-wrestled Brett. Brett right. grew up in a wrestling family, so yeah. understandable. So he goes, you have to get the ref in on it. And you basically have to put uh, Brett in his own hold because Brett's not going to, like, basically tap out to anything else. And at this point, I totally forgot this. I've never understood this, but I totally at this point they haven't done tap outs they've just done the guy has said something to the ref and the ref has gone and rung the bell okay mm-hmm. so that's how they got with the the montreal screw job and apparently the old screw job that uh cornette was thinking about the, the story is fucking crazy so apparently the challenger going in has his manager bite him on the chest and then he hides it and then gets into a hold with the champion and comes out of it and goes, look, I have a bite on my chest. <laughs> and the ref disqualifies the other guy and gives the championship. <laughs> and so Jim was like, you obviously can't do that exact thing, but do this whole thing. So oh fantastic. Like this, this series has just been great. Like it's, it's very much, um, if you're into the crime mm. shows, mm that do like the reenactments it's got that kind of stuff but it's not cheesy like they they have uh actors that look like the wrestlers mm-hmm. mimicking the different scenes and stuff going on behind the scenes or in the ring and stuff like that but they're like a little bit blurry so it just is like someone will be talking over it like oh yeah i put him in this hold and so it's like a guy that looks like sean is putting a guy that looks like brett into the sharpshooter mm-hmm. like that kind gotcha. of thing Really well done. Can't put it over enough. Good shit. All right. Well, I absolutely have to check yeah. this out then. Dark Side of the Ring. Viceland. Dark Side of the Ring. And then uh, once this season is over, there's a new series coming on, which uh, is being promoted by one of the podcasts I listen to out of Canada, mm-hmm. where uh, a Canadian is a, the front man for this Canadian band called Fucked Up, <laughs> uh, has gone around and interviewed wrestlers from all these different countries. So he's gone to Japan and Mexico and like, I don't know, like Uganda or something like that, like mm-hmm. random countries and like found wrestling and has interviewed these wrestlers and the, the series is called wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And so it's just literally the whole episode is him interviewing one wrestler. And so like, uh, MVP gets an episode when he talks about his story and stuff like that. So that's coming out after this dark side of the ring. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Wrestlers and dark side of the ring. Yeah, all on Viceland. All right. Great network. I'm, I'm starting to come around on them. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. We uh, we endorse Viceland here at the Super Smart Brothers. Yeah. And uh, we no longer endorse Game of Thrones. They have lost our endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Silicon Valley. That's still a great show on HBO. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that'll pretty much do it for it uh, this time for us this week. Yeah. Yep. All right, good shit. Well, thank you all for listening. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time for, uh, I guess, Saudi Arabia predictions? Yeah, we'll have to do it for that because yeah. it's, been, it's been too long. We have, to, we have to keep our stuff up. Yeah, and it's, it's too hard to predict something like the best of the Super Juniors. Other than just yeah. like giving a, a winner.
for the tournament, which we already discussed. Because, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't expect you to fill out a whole bracket like I did. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Peace out, everybody. We'll catch you next time for Saudi Arabia predictions. Yep. Enjoy Money in the Bank. See you later. Later.